So we're outside and I got a cup of coffee with myself, so I apologize if you hear me drinking it throughout this conversation. But I was thinking about what am I doing outside? It's a good question, I guess. It's, it's the morning and I try and get outside to eat my breakfast. It's not too cold yet here in the Midwest, so you can do that in the mornings. It's nice in the summer, it's actually pretty warm, but I try and get outside for 30 minutes a day. That sounds so bad. At least 30 minutes of some quiet time outside. It's not always the easiest thing to do, despite it sounding really simple. It's unfortunate how much time we don't actually spend outside, especially as the days get shorter. You leave when the house is dark and you come home. Well, you leave when it's dark outside. You come home and it's dark outside and we live in this wonderful world where it's full of life and color and it's kind of generally beautiful and we just go home and stare at a screen and engage the world through social media where it's kind of procured and given to us in a way that makes it quick and engaging to digest but not horribly fulfilling. But I won't go down that path today. There's some thoughts about that. It does, it does me a lot of good to sit out here. I think it helps a lot of people get perspective. I think perspective's a really important thing to have because when you're online on social media, it's really hard to have perspective. You only see things really that are engaging, other people have engaged with, people like, and we all want likes and people to like our stuff. That's kind of one of the most basic human drivers is, I don't even call it money, but appreciation self-value, worth, whatever you want to call it. And we don't take our own self-value very well. Call, telling yourself that you're really good at something kind of narcissistic almost. So it's nice to have others tell you that. And so when you go online and social media, it's a way for you to feel like maybe you're doing something right or more times than not probably feel like you're doing something not as good as someone else kind of preys on our envy for people to gratify us and gratify us is the right word to give us gratitude whatever to recognize our accomplishments and social media is kind of that realm which unfortunately we operate in the quasi social media that we live in the social media where you see other people's stuff but you don't actually engage with that person you don't talk to that person it's this very soft connection of I see your stuff, I see you post, but I actually don't talk to you, which is kind of too bad. I think talking to people's conversation at length is good. I try to call friends and family and have conversations about, you know, complex topics. And there's something that we seem to really miss nowadays. We don't have those long-form conversations, which is why we gravitate towards others who have those conversations on podcasts and so on. Um, <laughs> but... I guess I'm here to talk about some training stuff, so I guess we'll talk about that too. Ironically, it's about social media, because you go on social media and maybe these two topics aren't actually that far different. You go on there and you see people. This is just what bothers me. We'll just go straight to it, I guess, instead of working a roundabout way. And then people say you just need to you know, squat to jump high. And you only need to squat, to, sorry, I should say squat and get stronger and jump in your training and you'll just be this great athlete. 
And it's this hyper simplistic view, which I can't imagine that person actually believes, but it's a narrative that someone else without that detailed knowledge can carry. There's a, is it Richard Feynman? He's a physics professor, researcher, and he has a great interview where someone asked him about magnets and the what do you feel when you you know feel the repulsion of attraction of magnets and he goes on to explain there's levels of understanding right it's how to explain at the most quantum level to you what feel is you can never actually understand it and so there's a it's like a peter principle of learning so the peter principle is basically the idea that in job and work you get promoted to the point of incompetency it's almost like in terms of learning there's a threshold of casual learning versus investigative learning and someone who's investigated it a lot it's detailed and nuanced to just give overly simplistic uh, advice I guess is fine at times but the you know to be dogmatic about it that that is the correct way is maybe where I hold my issue because at the end of the day it's is far more nuanced and I guess you can say you know electro magnetism is the field of attraction and repulsion and you can leave it at that but you could also say you know there's more nuances to that process and so if someone's saying you got to get stronger to squat and to jump high it's easy for others to fall in line with that and they can all feel fulfilled we're doing something correct we're doing something right we get really strong and we jump high and of course there's some results to it of course you're going to jump higher if you're weak and you squat more and jump more and you haven't jumped much that's kind of undeniable and so the fact that you make progress validates that as a truth and people don't want to see beyond the nuance yet if that was simplistic that was simply the truth you know the counter argument is where are all where are all of your great athletes why don't you jump really high where are your Olympians? If it's just that simple, then results should be simple. And then that's when the excuses come into play. Oh, genetics. Excuses typically are very uh, nondescript excuses, general excuses. And that's how you know someone is kind of maybe leading you down a trail because they'll say, this is the way to do it. And you'll ask, why doesn't it work? And then they'll put up some blanket excuse genetics you know that they can't even describe genetics yet they use it they use something that they can't describe as an excuse and it's typically something that's very much an overarching large area that's almost too nuanced to even dive into like was it genetics like which genetic aspect of it which gene expression <laughs> is lacking and it's the brain it's the nervous system right these huge nebulous terms and that happens on social media too, whether you're in strength conditioning or not. And people will tell you, if, you know, if you want to make money, you should do this. And they give you something horribly simple. And they ask you where they get the results from. They'll say, like, from billionaires I spoke with. Okay, well, that's not like a reason per se. And so back to the training aspect of it, when you think about the training portion, the fact if you admit you don't know something it's kind of humbling. It's kind of frustrating. It means you lack knowledge. I and mean, we don't really do that very well. Because if we have knowledge, then people can give us... Uh, no one's going to be like, oh, congratulations, you have less knowledge. <laughs> you did a good job. You don't know much. 
especially on social media. If I make posts about things I don't know, I don't know this. No one's gonna engage with it. I'm not gonna feel fulfilled. I'm not gonna feel like anyone likes my stuff. And so a lot of people just post stuff so they can feel fulfilled. And there's like three realms of posting. There's like the complaints. I'll post something to complain about someone else. I'll post something, then number two would be like, I post something to uh, um, brag, maybe is the right word, or use myself as self-evidence. I have done this, I have done that, therefore you should. And typically you're like posting because you have knowledge or information or resource that someone else would like to acquire, but you use yourself as evidence for that. Like, look at my fancy cars, look how wealthy I am. And the other one is just kind of the sheer information. Someone like a, a Brad Schoenfeld who's a researcher will post something just like a research paper. Those are kind of three realms of, <laughs> of posting. And then in consumption, we typically consume, I speak for myself, I think a lot of, I've spoken to a lot of guys about this as well. It seems like guys are typically, like you watch someone else to hate on them. We're not very communally supportive. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, this is stupid as I sit here and kind of complain about stuff myself versus my wife, when she looks at stuff, it seems to be way more supportive because she finds people who are going through similar things as her and uses them as advice, which is interesting. I think, you know, spoke with a lot of guys. We typically like to hate on each other, which is maybe why we get that polarization on the other end where we make these things really simple and then you can consume them and then repeat them. And so we all kind of feel like a club of people who believe a certain way because we don't really know what's right or wrong if we feel a certain way and we have self, we have reinforcement beyond self, then we can have, feel justified in what we do. And that just trickles out into the whole training process too. You see people copycatting stuff. You see people who want to impress another mentor to get a job because they're driven by people, a logo, or people will tell them how great they are. And they tell them how great they are because they got a logo on their chest for a certain school. So they're gonna train people a certain way. When they train people a certain way, they get a certain job or they feel validated and it. it's safer that way. And ultimately you kind of play the game of life that way in your process, but it's not like you're, you yourself are actually solving problems. The problem you're solving is this lack of fulfillment or there's people who are respecting you. And then it's not like you yourself are out there truly investigating the problem and finding and poking holes in unknowns. It's interesting you listen to physicists to mention Richard Feynman at the beginning about how many unknowns there are, how many holes there are in problems, how many incompletenesses there are. You talk to a strength coach or a personal trainer, this idea of training is so complete they know all the answers. It's almost like we're selling someone a bit than we are actually selling them a process. So it's frustrating and it's tough, but it's the nature of the beast. I think a lot of people think it's someone with ill intent making these posts or they are narcissistic, whatever. But I think it's a, a macro expression of the whole is when we have a bunch of humans on a social media network doing whatever domain it is who wants gratitude and interest and we are naturally have to uh, do ways to try and get that and the machine itself you know supports certain algorithm or certain actions within the algorithm and then as a kind of emergent pattern we typically act a certain way which is why how you get trends on social media and um, you get fads and you get things like that because typically it's people who just want to join the fad because maybe it works, it's like maybe 20%. Other 80% want to join the, the fad because they can talk to other people about that fad and it kind of makes a community because at times we lack a community and we don't have the ability to have those long form conversations like I talked about at the beginning. 
So I guess I'll leave it there for now. Let's get my, my morning rant. So hope it makes sense. I appreciate you guys as always. Take care. I hope you enjoy.